What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast on the movies Operation Fortune, Ruse de Guerre, and Living. First, let's talk about Operation Fortune, Ruse de Guerre. Here's a quick synopsis. Secret agent Orson Fortune and his team are hired to stop a sale of a secret weapon. The film stars Jason Statham, Aubrey Plaza, Hugh Grant, Carrie Elwes, Josh Harnett, Bugsy Malone, and Eddie Marsden. Standout performances. I've said this before, I only like Jason Statham in Guy Ritchie films. In them, he usually plays a fun, badass character who's witty. In 2021, he reunited with Ritchie on The Wrath of Man, and if you haven't, you have to go back and watch Statham in Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels and in Snatch, which is my favorite movie of his. I don't like it when Statham is playing the stoic, boring male action star. It's not fun to me. I like to see him have charm and wit, and he only has those in Guy Ritchie movies. The person who most got me interested in this particular film was Aubrey Plaza, who of course is coming off the White Lotus. I was intrigued to see how she would fit in a Guy Ritchie action film, and she delivered with that off-kilter comedic relief that I wanted. She had good chemistry with both Jason Statham and Josh Harnett. Ritchie is the kind of filmmaker you want to see your favorite actor work with. He has a signature style and has gotten fun performances from Brad Pitt in Snatch, Gerard Butler in Rock and Rolla, Henry Cavill in Alicia Vikander in Man from Uncle, and Matthew McConaughey in The Gentleman, and now Aubrey Plaza in this movie. Over the last few years, it's been great seeing Hugh Grant regularly work with Guy Ritchie and do these fun accents. Grant was once labeled someone who is basically always playing himself, and in these movies, he's become a real chameleon. I hope he continues to show up as a part of a Guy Ritchie ensemble cast. I enjoyed Operation Fortune. It's a fun, sleek action movie. I'll admit it's not Guy Ritchie's best work, but his style for me makes even his lesser films entertaining. I'm one of the few people who liked King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. I love Charlie Hunnam in that movie. Jude Law is doing something really interesting in that movie. Does that movie work as a whole? Probably not, but it's still super entertaining, and I think that's what you get when you get a movie from Guy Ritchie. At the very least, it's going to come out entertaining, and I think there's very few filmmakers who are like that. Like, when a filmmaker misses, usually the movie is unwatchable, but Guy Ritchie makes every movie he makes entertaining and fun. And he's at this interesting point in his career where he's going back and forth making movies with his signature style and making big studio films films like the live action Aladdin. He also made the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movies. He's next going to direct Disney's live action Hercules and I much prefer him making films like Operation Fortune. He's got another movie coming out this year, The Covenant starring Jake Gyllenhaal, another movie star I want to see him work with. Jake Gyllenhaal recently worked with Michael Bay. Like it's cool to see your favorite actors work with these larger than life filmmakers. Richie also has another film in the works, The Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare, starring Henry Cavill, Isa Gonzalez, and Henry Golding. He previously worked with Henry Cavill on The Man from Uncle and Henry Golding on The Gentleman. I like to see movie stars work with Guy Ritchie. I want every single one of my favorite actors to eventually end up in a Guy Ritchie movie. Operation Fortune is the kind of movie that is just mindless fun. You don't need to concentrate on the plot. It's 
about seeing the star-studded cast together. These films are not meant to be taken seriously. Not every movie needs to be an Oscar contender. This movie isn't going to break bank at the box office. It's just fun and entertaining. I'll give you another reason why I'm a massive fan of Guy Ritchie's work. Because he gets multiple good performances Per movies. There's a lot of movies with one great performance, but I think what makes a movie more than good is when the side characters are interesting, and his movies have great side characters that could have their own movies, like the Josh Harnett character in this movie. He's a guy playing a movie star who is now in this weird action subplot, and he doesn't really understand what's going on. That guy could have his own movie. I mean, Josh Harnett is a movie star. You could make a movie just with that character, but he's able to exist in this movie and get his fair share of the plot. Like, just go back and watch The Gentleman. There's so many movie stars in that movie. Colin Farrell, Matthew McConaughey, Hugh Grant, Charlie Hunnam. They are all given time to shine. There are very few directors who have that ability to make every performance in their movie noteworthy, and Guy Ritchie is one of those directors. Are these mindless movies that are not award contenders? Absolutely, but these actors do some of their best work with Guy Ritchie. I love Brad Pitt in Snatch. I love Hugh Grant in The Gentleman. I love Henry Cavill in Man From U.N.C.L.E. That's his best performance to date. It's not Superman. It's not these other movies. Henry Cavill did his best work with Guy Ritchie. I think Guy Ritchie is an actor's director. He knows how to get good performances from movie stars. And I do wish that when studios like Disney hired him, they let him use his signature style. Like, I think his worst movie is the live-action Aladdin movie because it doesn't feel like Guy Ritchie directed that at all. That's why I like King Arthur. It feels like a blockbuster that was made by Guy Ritchie, and I doubt that Hercules is going to end up feeling like a Guy Ritchie film. Guy Ritchie is one of those directors whose signature style is what makes him special, and Operation Fortune feels like a Guy Ritchie film through and throughout, even if it's a lesser version of one. The same way Ambulance last year felt like the ultimate Michael Bay movie, like a Michael Bay movie is a thing, a Guy Ritchie movie is a thing, and overall, I enjoyed Operation Fortune, Ruse de Guerre. It's exactly what I thought it was going to be, and wanted it to be again. Most of my intrigue was about Aubrey Plaza, who has been known to make bold choices in unexpected movies, most notably, remember when she played Robert De Niro love interest in Dirty Grandpa. I mean, that was just out of the blue bizarre. I wanted to see Jason Statham and Aubrey Plaza in the same movie, and it did not disappoint. Both parties did exactly what I wanted them to do. I love Jason Statham in Guy Ritchie movies, and I would love to continue to see Aubrey Plaza show up in more Guy Ritchie movies. If you want to talk about a studio movie that Guy Ritchie should direct, he should be making a superhero movie, because he could bring his signature style to a lesser Marvel character and make it super entertaining. Like, I would love to see a Marvel movie with a full British cast in the style of Guy Ritchie. Like, that would be amazing, and Marvel needs to do something fresh because their movies feel stale lately. Bringing in a guy like Guy Ritchie could help save the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, he's a guy with his own style. It's signature. Marvel is lacking that signature style, 
and I think Guy Ritchie could be the one who helps save it. I mean, why hire him to do Hercules if you're just going to remake the entire movie? Let him do something different. Guy Ritchie would be the perfect candidate to direct a Marvel movie. I personally would have loved to see a Guy Ritchie-directed Superman movie starring Henry Cavill. Like, that would have been amazing if you let Guy Ritchie do his thing. Big studios don't let Guy Ritchie do his thing, but when he does it, he makes fun and entertaining movies like Operation Fortune Ruse de Guerre. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie Living. Here's a quick synopsis. Rodney Williams, a worker on the London City Council, is told by a doctor that he has terminal cancer and it changes his entire outlook on life. The film stars Bill Nighy, Amy Lou Wood, Alex Sharp, and Tom Burke. Standout performances. You may not know the name Bill Nighy, but you've probably seen his work on screen. He's been in the movies Love Actually, Shaun of the Dead. He played Davy Jones in the Pirates of the Caribbean films and the Minister of Magic in several of the Harry Potter films. And in recent years, he's done some of his best work. He was one of the absolute best parts of Emma with Anya Taylor-Joy in Living. He plays Rodney Williams, who had just been quietly doing his job in a mostly uninspiring life. It's a great performance. The character goes through an amazing arc. And this is one of the great things about movies when a well-respected character actor is finally given a great leading role. Like, I never knew the name Bill Nighy for the longest time. I grew up with the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I saw him in the Harry Potter films. I had no idea what his name was. And then you learn who he was. I learned it after I saw Emma. I was impressed with him in that movie. And now he's doing his absolute best work in living. Nighy's next film is Replay with Kaylee Cuoco. I've seen Amy Lou Wood in the hit Netflix series Sex Education. And she brings that same positive energy in this film. There's a great scene where she tells Nighy's character Williams, her then boss, what her nickname for him is. The two have delightful chemistry. I also have to say this, I'm super excited for season four of Sex Education and love that the actors from that show are now popping up in movies. The other supporting performance I found noteworthy came from Tom Burke, who is one of those actors who can take over a movie instantly. He's a powerful presence on screen. I loved his scenes with Nighy in this movie. He's playing a man who is trying to show Williams how to live. He's playing such a fun character in this who really is empathetic of this older man who does not have a lot of time left. Burke is next going to star in Furiosa with Anya Taylor-Joy and Chris Hemsworth. I think we're all excited for that one. George Miller, a prequel to Mad Max Fury Road. I mean, that movie is going to be either amazing or a mistake. And my vote is it will end up being amazing. I mean, the cast is there. Hemsworth, Anya Taylor-Joy. I love Mad Max Fury Road. I think it's the best modern action film and am super excited for Furiosa. The reason I found this movie living to be so effective is how relatable it is. There are tons of people who are just going about their day and going to work and coming home and that's their entire life and it's understandable. We as humans are creatures of habit. Williams wasn't a bad person. He was just lost and it's not even until he was dying that he realized it. The other part of the movie that I found super relatable was how self-involved people can become. It's hard to think about other people and 
think about the bigger picture. The movie also goes into how people can be rewarded in a way for being self-isolating. Williams' employees respected him even though they barely knew him as a human being and he never speaks to them. What I got from this movie is being good at your job is different than being a good person and a lot of the time that gets lost in translation. I mean Williams had a lot of things. He had money, he had success, he had a safe job but he didn't have human connection and it wasn't until he got that that he was enjoying life and by that time it was too little too late. And in that way the movie is super somber. I mean it's about a guy who is dying and realized he made a lot of mistakes throughout his life and he didn't concentrate on the things that truly mattered. But I also found the movie to be super hopeful because he was changing lives. I mean there's a plot in the movie that I don't want to give up but he changes the lives of several people by the end of his life and he also changes the minds of some of his co-workers so they realize they don't want to end up being like him. They want to be like how he was at the end of his life and I think that makes up for a lot of his life choices that at the end of his life he was able to realize he was wrong and to change the lives of other people. Another thing I got from the movie is how you think you have enough time that you don't need to do anything. I think we all have that thought sometimes. Well, I don't need to do that important thing right now because I'll have weeks to go for it. I mean, throughout the movie, he is given things to do and he tells people, well, we can just leave it here and worry about it later. The guy didn't start caring about things until he realized there was no later. He has to make an impact on all of these people right here and now. And I think that's a very powerful thing that you don't understand until you realize it's near the end of your life and people usually never realize that. I mean, that's such a poetic thing to think about. The character of Williams played by Nighy didn't make an impact on people's lives until his life was running out because he had nothing else to lose and he wanted to change lives for the better. He wanted to make an impact. We all have things we want to accomplish but we think we have an unlimited amount of time and it's not until we realize there isn't an unlimited amount of time that we do those things and that's where the Williams character was at the beginning of this movie and then he's given that time that he has left and he makes the most of it. Overall, I did not know what to expect from Living. It's a movie that received wide praise and Nighy got a deserved Oscar nomination and this year was the first for all of the Oscar nominees for Best Leading Actor. The other four nominees were Colin Farrell, Austin Butler, Paul Mescal, and Brendan Fraser who of course took home the award. Many of those people were already movie stars. Brendan Fraser was a movie star when I was growing up. Paul Mescal is a future movie star. Bill Nighy is really the name that not a lot of people knew. I hope people watch this movie, watch this performance, go back and see this guy in other movies. I would definitely recommend him in Emma. I think he's fantastic in that movie with Anya Taylor-Joy. I also love him in Living, and I like the message that there's more to life than work and that you should pay attention to other people because that's how you feel most alive. Williams played by Nighy. 
he felt most alive when he decided to do something for other people. It wasn't while he was focused on keeping up this private aura around him. Living is a feel-good movie that doesn't feel corny at all. I know a lot of those movies, when you say that word feel-good, they can feel corny. And some of these movies don't grow well over time. Like I think Forrest Gump, I look at that movie that was a feel-good movie. It won Best Picture. Tom Hanks won the Oscar. I don't think the reputation of that movie has risen. I think that's a feel-good movie in the moment. And now we look back at it and we go, was that movie really as good as we thought it was? I like Forrest Gump. I don't think it deserved to win Best Picture. I look at Living as the type of movie that is only growing to grow in stature. It's a remake of a Kurosawa movie. I have not seen that movie. I am really interested to see that movie and how close it is to living. One thought I had after watching the movie Living is that him being told that he was dying was the only thing that was going to change Williams' life. And that's how powerful that is. That's how universal that is. Being told that you don't have a lot of time left would change any man's life. No matter how successful you are, no matter how rich you are, nothing could change that. It doesn't matter if you didn't care about people. Being told you don't have a lot of time left will literally change anyone's perception on the rest of their life and how they are going to spend their time. I mean, one minute, Williams is a workaholic. He gets to work on time. The next minute, he's told he's dying and he doesn't show up to work for several days and weeks. I mean, that's the only thing that could have that amount of impact on this man's life. And it could happen to any single one of us. It's a universal thing. This is something that could happen to anyone. Nowadays, it feels so isolating. We all think that things only happen to us. This is the one universal thing. We no longer all watch the same shows. We no longer all watch the same movies. We don't all follow the same pop culture, but we still value the same one thing, and that is life itself. And that's why a movie like this is universal and should be seen by many, many people. And it's great if you're already living a fulfilling life, but I think there's many of us who would change our lifestyles if we were told by a doctor we have six to eight months to live. I think that would change a person. I think that would change anyone. The last thing I'll say about this movie and why I find it powerful is this idea that at any moment we find something important and then the next minute it could mean nothing. It could be meaningless. The one thing that is always meaningful is life itself. I mean, again, Williams is a character who is obsessed with work. Work is everything to this person. Then he is told one thing and that thing means absolutely nothing to him. We all have those things that we think are so impactful on our lives that mean absolutely nothing. You need to do the things that are important and that are actually meaningful to your life. This film is a reminder that not everything is as important as we actually think it is. Because, again, one minute Williams thinks his job is super important, the next thing, it's the last thing on his mind. Living is a thoughtful, small movie that just might have you rethinking about how you live your life and how you treat other people. And again, I'll say it, it's that rare feel-good movie that doesn't feel emotionally manipulative or corny whatsoever. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on 
Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And I highly recommend you check out the movies Operation Fortune, Ruse de Guerre, and Living. Next week on the podcast, I'm talking about the movies Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, starring Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, Reggae Jean Page, and Hugh Grant, and Tetris, starring Taron Egerton. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you.